0: Put on your hard hat and buckle up that tool belt. It's time for some heavy duty conversation about all things construction. Welcome to Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. I'm Tommy Whitehead, the CEO and founder of Tomco Solutions, a full service building, renovation and storm restoration contractor based in Tampa, Florida. Sitting with me at the drafting table today is Aaron Stancic membership director of the Tampa Club, and Marlita Black, a two-times Amazon best-selling author and life and business coach. We're here to discuss networking in the construction industry. So I want to say welcome and thank you both for joining me today. It's great seeing you both.
1: Thanks for having us, Tommy. We're really excited to be
2: here. Yeah, thank you. Great opportunity.
0: Yeah, so so excited to talk about networking. So that's one of my big priorities in construction is to start um getting the dialogue open in the trades in, in, in the construction industry. And um, our guests are going to soon learn that both of these individuals are a big part of my networking. So I want to kind of start getting into a little bit about your foundation. So Marlena, we're, we're going to start with you. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Where are you from and what kind of first started interested you in, uh, interesting you in business?
2: Okay. So I'm originally uh, an IT geek. That's my first uh, love so I had a career in IT so that exposed me to a lot of business corporate uh, scenarios and taught me kind of everything I know. I also have a mother who was a, a CEO of companies and so I was kind of raised at the HR table over dinner. It's in so your DNA. It it's, sounds it, like it's literally <laughs> at my dinner table since I was very small. So that's my original interest. And then I moved into coaching psychology a bit later on. So
0: so you went IT corporate nerd to life and business coaching, which are on two different hemispheres of the brain, aren't they?
2: Yeah, they are, yeah. (laughs) I'm an advocate of people really embracing their growth and change. And so I began to just fall out of love with corporate and IT. And so I I began to gravitate toward a new degree. I did a degree late in life uh, and so studied psychology and been doing it uh, 13 years now.
0: Wow. So business coach and psychologist. Yeah. That's that's incredible. We gotta watch out.
2: <laughs> I don't read minds, it's all
0: you don't read minds? Okay, good. That's my job. Yeah. But I don't have a degree for it. Um, so um, Aaron, tell me a little bit about yourself where are you from and what kind of got you interested in business
1: absolutely so I am from Allentown Pennsylvania Billy Joel is not from there I don't know why he sung that song (laughs) 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 a common misconception I actually started in minor league baseball sales Um, started my career there and worked my way up to major league baseball I really wanted to go the path of sports sales and Um, I worked for Topgolf for uh, about five years in event sales and um, also membership sales. And, um, you know, I wasn't really finding my passion, and I took a membership job with a country club, and uh, I just fell in love with membership. So that's where I currently am in my role here as the membership director at the Tampa Club. And I love what I do. I build relationships. I connect people. I want to make sure that they're getting uh, their full experience in networking um, just like tommy does and uh, I really am passionate about what I do and I really enjoy it
0: well that's great it sounds like I'm hearing passion from both of you <laughs> <Yeah>. you really <laughs> found what you wanted to do and that's interesting something you share in common is that both of you started in one path and decided hey I'm gonna completely switch this up and kind of go in a different angle right. and you're both like really happy with those changes that you've made
1: absolutely that yeah. that
0: that's great so uh Marlita you kind of you kind of touched on your your mother there but but, and that's where you kind of got your, your business DNA from, it sounds like. But uh, did you have a role model or mentor that kind of helped you along the way?
2: Yeah, I have a couple in psychology in the world. of. They were both corporate minds and also psychologists. And so my clinical supervisor, I spent three years over breakfast going over my clinical hours. You have to do 3,000 hours of wow. clinical supervised practice uh, to be a psychologist. And so we got pretty close uh, and she's my absolute go-to person if I have any kind of dilemmas or client concerns uh, that I feel are just out of my grasp. She's my go-to person. Wow. Uh, yeah,
0: That's kind of cool to think that even a coach knows that they need to be coached Absolutely. or have a, have a consult sometimes.
2: Yeah, psychologists are required to do 10 hours of, of uh, coaching co-practice with each other. And so that's a lot. That's a lot of making sure you're in check and you're healthy.
0: Yeah. It just kind of keeps you you in balance. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. I I never knew that. Um, Aaron, Aaron, tell me a little bit, what kind of drives you? What would you say is a great day? You just like, wow, I got home and this was a great day.
1: Well, besides money, (laughs) 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 um, you know, what really, especially we had a networking last night event and Tommy was actually there. And, you know, we were talking to a bunch of people and I saw so many people connecting that I've never connected before. And actually earlier in that day, I was in the dining room and I saw so many members that were meeting with each other to talk business that just joined the club or just met each other. And to me, that is extremely satisfying that what I did for them and I connected them has actually made sense and they have found each other. So what drives me is seeing that and seeing them actually meeting people and getting to know each other and getting the most for their membership.
0: Okay, so your role as a membership director isn't just sign a contract and throw them to the wolves. It's not buying a theme park pass and we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's really, it sounds like you have to keep up with your members that, that you, well, you don't have to, you want to keep up and see them get their full value and introduce them.
1: Absolutely. And you know, when they join a social club, there's a lot of common misconceptions about, oh, this is more for just the rich, or this is more for just the higher business establishments. Well, it's not. I have a lot of entry level folks that come in and they just want to get started and get established. And the biggest thing to note is I'm not going to hold your hand by any means, but, you know, I will help you meet the people that you need to meet and come to the appropriate events and then, you know, use your networking database from there. Um, I see a lot of people come in, especially in construction, because that industry is booming, as I'm sure you will go over. Um, they come in, and I have seen them come in that started in their own business and or working for someone, and now they own their own startup company because of the connect- connections that they have made at the Tampa Club.
0: That, that's incredible and I uh, I am a member of the Tampa club I have been uh, this year and and has been phenomenal and I can tell you I, I network frequently uh, in the club and out of the club with different organizations both trade specific organizations and non-trade or general organizations and the construction professionals that are at the club do have a sharper business acumen not because they just they had one and then walked in. I think it was quite reverse. I think they got in and got around people in that business acumen and increased themselves by associating with more of that club environment. And I, and I heard you, you say it as a social club, and I guess I socialize at the club. I see it so much more as a business club. How, what would you think, say about that?
1: You know, it's a 50-50 split. Okay. I see during the day, um, I see people have client lunches. They're working remote there. They're there from breakfast to dinner. And then at dinner time, they bring in their significant other, or their friends, and they have a drink and business is off the table. So it's a very, very big split. And that's how we want it to be.
0: That, that's awesome. And I don't want to get too far off topic, but mm-hmm. but this brings up a good point. And Marlita, I'd like your input on this. Um, I have read many books recently. I'm, I'm probably up to like 20 this year. Uh, and a common theme in quite a few of them is bridging your professional and personal self. We always kind of used to think it was nine to five as work self, and then in the evening as personal self. But that's that's changing, isn't it? And it sounds like the Tampa Club is one of those places where it's personification of that happening? What, what are your thoughts on that merging of personalities?
2: Yeah, I literally don't think they can be separated. I'm an integrative uh, coach. And so usually when clients come to me in the most distress, it's because they aren't doing that integration. They aren't treating themselves as a whole uh, person with their passions integrated and their, uh, you know, their interests and their personality. They're just separated you know or walled off and so yeah absolutely believe in that and absolutely believe in bringing awareness about that in my coaching so
0: that that's awesome that's that's, that's a concept that just it seems foreign but it's not i mean it's it's an it's a newer concept but it but it's really personified like i said in the tampa club i think i think sometimes
2: you need someone outside yourself outside your head to give you permission to do that integration and so i serve clients that way by saying Let's let's say it's okay to be something other than what your parents told you you had to be, or, or wow. or the success that others in your industry even tell you it has to look like this or that. So uh, yeah,
1: that's super important because we lose sight of that so much, mm. and it's super important because it shows on your face daily. It shows in your face at home. It affects your relationships and. I'm glad you brought that up because it's a good reminder, good refresher. <laughs> that, that, that's great. That's
0: awesome. Uh, I'd, I'd love to talk about some, some tools for success. Um, I'd love for both of you to tell us um, how you've seen networking grow businesses, either your own or others, uh, from startups to success. And, and Aaron, we'll start with you.
1: No, absolutely. I think it's, it's a common misconception that networking has to be scary. So, you know, you come in a room, you don't know anybody, it's like, oh, maybe I need a drink or maybe I need to come with somebody. But the whole point is for you to get out there, right? And how do we get around that? So one thing we do at the Tampa Club that I think sets us apart from other clubs is we go around the room. Um, And we allow people to talk about their industry and their business, maybe where they're from, and then I do an icebreaker. So it could be a fun fact about you or um, what's your favorite Halloween costume, right? And I think that that kind of bridges the gap because you look at someone and you say, oh, I needed to talk to them about construction. I'm so glad you said that time because I need to talk to you. And then they're able to go over it. And I think it just makes things a lot more relaxed and calm. But again, it's up to you to really make that connection. You can't just sign up for an event, go in a room, and expect all the leads to come to you. You really got to put yourself out there. But how can you do that, you know, with if you're maybe an introvert versus an extrovert? What does that look like? And these are always ongoing discussions that we have to talk about and i know tommy you exercise that very well and you meet a lot of introverts who still do a lot of networking but it's like how do you bridge that gap
0: and so in a networking event and i think i've brought this up many times but in a networking event it's okay to say i want or i need this exactly it's it's not it's not a date it's not meeting a new friend you're not needy you're all there for the exact same common purpose of meeting others and making business connections. And so you do that at the Tampa Club. You say, hey, tell us, tell us what a good referral is for you, what, what a good connection is for you.
1: And that's a big thing for me. You know, if they walk in the room, if it's a prospective member or a current member, I always try to ask the question, what do you want to see yourself get out of this? How can I help you? grow your business? Do you want to meet people in construction? Do you want to meet somebody in healthcare? How can I help you maybe start that conversation? And then, you know, the spiderweb effect. You have learned that very well at the Tampa Club where you meet one person and that person can introduce you to three other people and then four other people. And hey, look, now I'm starting another side hustle because of all these people I've met.
0: That's, a, that's awesome. Yeah. And I, and I think that's the point. It's not sales. You don't go to a networking event to close a sale. It's relationships. It's relationships that lead to connections that lead to sales. It's it's the old adage, it's farming, not hunting.
1: Correct. My job is director of relationships. It is not membership, it is not sales.
0: That's incredible. That's a great That's way, to, way look to look
2: at, at do it. it. I yeah, need to get Tim absolutely. to change
0: my
1: business card.
2: <laughs> you should. You should
1: absolutely do it. You are that Tampa
0: Club? You need to change Aaron's business card. <laughs> so, Marlena, coming back to kind of the original question. Um, Tell me where you've seen either in your business or other businesses where networking firsthand has, has gone from starting you up to going to success.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I can talk about my own just for a minute because I came in from 30 years in a foreign country. I lived in Australia for 30 years. Uh, came into Tampa in 2016, no business, joined a networking organization that just gave me an opportunity to grow my business live, uh, with, you know, and six years later, here I am doing well. So for me, it was an opportunity that someone had faith in my resume, and someone had faith to give me the opportunity. So I love giving others the opportunity. I don't, I don't need you to see, and I think the Tampa Club might be the same, I don't need to see that you're already an amazing genius networker. I need to see that you want to connect, and I need to see that you want to make those relationships, and that you want to give and get back. Uh, and so I look at potential in people, not necessarily the perfect networker to join. Right.
0: That that's incredible. So I mean, just starting your business not that long ago, 2016. I mean, mm-hmm. it's getting further and further. But mm-hmm. but would you say that you would have been as successful in your business just with advertising or posting rather no than way. actually being networking?
2: No way. Having those relationships where people can uh, bring you into a room when you're not there. Uh, and I know it works the same at the Tampa Club, having those warm introductions and those closed sales done for you because people are advocating, because they know like, and trust you. It's just priceless. You can't do that on a website. Uh, you can't do that just even with Facebook posts and, you know, social media posting all by itself. You can't.
0: So the, the, so the emotion of the connection happens when you network. Yeah, the belief in
2: the person speaking on your behalf. That, that's fantastic.
0: Yeah. That is fantastic. Aaron, what is the most common misconception about networking for somebody in the industry like construction or or any other kind of trade? What's what's a misconception that you've seen?
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I think the common misconception is that you like you said before, it's there if there's potential, you can do you can meet all these different people. If you come into a room thinking I need to be here because my boss told me I need to be here. I need to be here because I did have a position not too long ago that we were required to go to two networking events a month. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of my coworkers, they went because it was a requirement. But I think you have to look, what are you getting out of it? Why am I going to this networking event? Not thinking oh my gosh, I need to get here so they think I'm at a networking event. That's not the point, you know. Especially in sales, I'm doing this for, you know, my livelihood and my career. So, like, what are you going to get out of it? Um, I don't think it's good to bring two people from the same company because you really just need a buffer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, uh, the biggest thing is the potential word I believe you mentioned is if you have potential – Just start going and once you build up that stamina of, hey, this isn't so scary, like I can really meet people and really grow my business. And the success, at least I know from this room, from networking has been great. I started off probably 15 years ago in sales and I remember my first networking event and how scared I was and where we've come to now.
0: So when you walk into these rooms, it's okay that you don't know anybody at first because most of those other people are probably in the exact same position as you.
1: Correct. And, and you can probably attest to this. You go into a lot of rooms. There is a networking event I was at recently. Every single person knew each other. It wasn't a networking event. It was a hangout. It was a group meetup.
0: Okay. All right. You know, it was
1: good for me. I made contacts, but I, everything, every single person I talked to, and I don't want to go back because I, I met them already. I need to go to another one. Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between a hangout and a networking event.
0: And you'd be completely fine hanging out with those people if it was oh, a social. Love Let, that. Let's go grab a drink. Let's watch a show. But, but you know, our businesses dictate that we have to put ourselves out there and you can't just keep throwing yourself to the same wall.
1: Absolutely. Interesting,
0: interesting. So, Marlita, what tips can you share about networking that have helped you grow both personally and professionally?
2: Uh, so my old adage is networking, just like money, makes you more of who you are. <laughs> it, okay. It exposes more of who you are. So if you're in it for selfish reasons or if you're wanting it uh, just to – grow your business and no one else's, then it's not going to be as effective for you. So my entire uh, way of working and is to show genuine curiosity to the people I meet. If they don't really feel that I'm genuinely interested in them as a human being, then it's probably not going to develop into a relationship and therefore a business. And so in networking, if you're doing that incorrectly, it's going to be reflected back to you because people aren't going to connect to you. People aren't going to be curious back, and they aren't going to want to know more about you. And it's a two-way street all the time. So that's my recommendation is make sure you're two-way streeting and you're giving first. That's, you know, you've got to give first and be curious first.
0: I like that you talked about getting to know somebody and being genuinely interested. Mm -hmm. Um, So in your networking, I'm sure you've come across people that might not benefit you professionally. Mm -hmm. Maybe you come across a, a vending machine distributor. Mm -hmm. and you don't have anything to do with vending machines. Mm -hmm. But just because you don't have an immediate need for that person, you don't just shut them down, though, right? No, no, no. You you still want to explore what they do.
2: Yeah, my belief is uh, anyone you meet might have up to 500 contacts that you might also need to meet. Uh, They may have a need in their family. They may have a need in their network that you can't even perceive, and nor should you have to try to perceive it. It's just a discovery. It's a journey of discovery and curiosity for me. So never, ever shut someone off. And never, ever, you know, I've done a talk recently on our connection, you know, your business and mine, because who would put a a business coach and a contractor together? Uh, But we are collaborating in building community. And so for me, um, knowing what we have in common as a community builder is just as important as what we might do for each other's. Actual money making businesses. So there are many layers to relationship. And,
0: I- and, and I'm glad you brought up our relationship. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being introduced to a business coach, obviously that seems like, yeah, you're a business coach helping a CEO, a business owner. That's where you would think our relationship would go. But quite the opposite, I've actually found many of my colleagues that have benefited from your services. Mm-hmm. Um, more so than I have. I've used your services, but I think I've referred more and given you more yeah. referrals than I've actually used your services directly. Yeah. But just because I was open to hearing what you had to say and, and, and what it was about. So, you know, I didn't, first meeting you, I didn't see an opportunity, but just because I didn't see an opportunity immediately
2: yeah. doesn't and mean I think it there's a, there's a huge lesson in that. When we first met, I wasn't having the best day. It was an event where we were all stressed. And so we didn't, like, have that instant connection. I think uh, Erin would validate the fact you have to try again. Like, you have to be curious again uh, and and ask, you know, what was going on that day for us to not hit it off because now we hit it off so well. You know, what what was going on? And I think you have to give a lot of grace to people. Yeah, so, and I, I give that. people lots of tries. <laughs> <but>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Aaron, so if you were coaching somebody in networking, and you kind of do. I mean, that is kind of your job. You're, mm-hmm. you're a little bit of coaching and helping and have you met in icebreaker questions. And there's a whole bunch of little small ways you do it that people probably don't even notice. But that's your goal is to get them networking and talking. Mm-hmm. Um, when you are talking to those people and they try to meet somebody and they're not successful, what would be your tip to them? To say, you know, is it try and try again? I mean, there's a point of obnoxiousness. You don't want 52 emails and you're still not responding. But, but you know, you don't want to give up after the first try either, right? So, what do you find a balance? What, what was your, what are your thoughts on that?
1: That actually has happened recently where they came in the room and I guess that person they met was with a gr- big group of people. Um, honesty. So, what I told them to do, they actually had their business card. I said, you know what? Send them an email and say. I am so sorry my I felt very uncomfortable And I didn't want to interrupt your conversation, but I would love to meet you for coffee. Or I would love to have a phone conversation. And they actually did that, and it worked. And so I think honesty is another common misconception of networking and saying it's okay to not feel comfortable to have that conversation in the moment. Or maybe you need another atmosphere to have that conversation, that just wasn't the right one. So I think that's something that people can take from that and maybe try it themselves. If email works best, then great. I know everyone says oh nobody reads emails these days but if you're honest in the email that will catch their attention that,
0: that's incredible that's a good yeah. thought because so many people get discouraged when they don't meet who they're looking to meet right away but then that discouragement bars them from even attempting it again 100 and and like Marlene and I said if we wouldn't have tried it again yeah. we may not have been such a great connection yeah. and yeah. so that that's that's awesome that you've have a, a firsthand experience yourself.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm a natural introvert, so I go into those kind of speed nec- networking events or those, you mentioned environment. It's so important, mm-hmm. right? So uh, environment is everything. So if I go in as an introvert to a crowded room, it's a little overwhelming as an introvert. But my mission is to find the people that I can make a secondary location chat with. And so I don't go in thinking I'm going to necessarily have the deep connection there I'm going to book a time when I can make a deeper connection in the way introverts do and so I I probably hunt a little differently as an
0: So so your approach might be something like hi Aaron it's a pleasure to meet you your business sounds fascinating could we grab coffee or have a quick phone call later just to kind of learn more about what you do
1: yeah there's also a, a way of doing it is find something in common or something you notice first. So um, come up and say, oh, my gosh, I have that same skirt in blue. Great, that's a great opener. Instead of coming up and saying, hi, I'm Aaron, I work for the Tampa Club. You're doing your elevator pitch, and they're already not paying attention. So just say, hey, love your skirt, love your blouse. Hey, that purse is great. Where would you get it? You could hate their purse. They don't know that. But that's an opener, it's maybe. A, it's, an say, it's an icebreaker. It's an icebreaker. So, I guess
0: you could go in, 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 even on the masculine side of things, you know, because, you know, the contractors, I don't typically like their purses either. Um, but you could probably say something like, I, I want to hear your thoughts on this paint. Uh, what do you think about the construction industry in general? What do you, you know, so it sounds like you could find little small icebreakers instead of trying to introduce yourself and sell yourself, literally go and ask them about themselves, ask them about their thoughts.
1: I also don't think about it. I try not to. Mm-hmm. I Fun fact, I failed public speaking in college. <laughs> so um, if you can imagine going into our networking events and speaking at the club in front of 50, 100, 150 people... I wish I could bring the video back to him and say, hey.
0: We can send that, li- we can can send we that send link. Can we send that? It's right? <laughs> <Is> Bloomsbury University
1: in <laughs> Pennsylvania if anybody needs to print that video out. <laughs> but, you know, I go into I don't think about it. If I think about what I'm going to say or what I'm going to do, I'm going to mess up. I just don't think about it. I go right in and do it. And I think that needs to be the case with networking, too. When you meet someone, don't think about, oh, what am I going to say? Are they going to like me? Just talk to them. Just yeah. have the conversation. Disconnect.
0: That's great. So while we're still talking on tools for success, um, I want to talk about any particular organizations or, or, uh, other areas where you might have been to network. So Aaron, obviously, you know, you want to talk about the Tampa club, but we've even networked outside the Tampa club. When I launched the pride construction coalition, you actually attended that and you weren't there for sales. You were there just to network with, uh, myself and there were several other Tampa club members in that room so can you tell me let's let's start with uh the Tampa club a little bit more about that and then let's segue I'd like to know about any other organizations or maybe you still network for the Tampa club
1: yes so outside of the Tampa club I have been with wise Tampa Bay for quite some time I was actually with wise in Dallas Texas when I lived there um wise is women in sports and entertainment So even though I'm not technically in sports anymore, I mean, part of my job really coincides with that. So that's a really great group of women and individuals. And, you know, we meet at different places. We had an event at the Amelie where we had a lot of women athletes come and talk about the mantra behind women athletes and women's sports and especially transitioning to that into the job. Um, And then we do a lot with the chamber. Um, Don't sleep on the chamber. Uh, the chamber is actually in the building right next door to us, and they are a great group of individuals. They have a membership at the club. Um, they host a lot of their events at our club, too, and um, they actually have a ambassador's program that you can get involved in where you can actually attend ribbon cuttings and do some community engagement. So I think that's been great, um, and also we do have, I'd like to touch on this with another subject later, but we have a philanthropy committee um, that we just started at our club back in February, so we've been doing a lot of volunteer opportunities and things out in the club, and or in the Tampa Bay community, and it's really kind of grown my networking business just from that avenue.
0: So you're part of an organization that's primarily for people to network and you still go outside of that organization to network your organization. So you're <laughs> well, double networking.
1: <laughs> well, it's true because you know when you look at it from a club standpoint, re- referrals are my number one bread and butter when it comes to membership, but at the same time I need to get out there to show that the Tampa Club does leave the building, that we get out in the community, we showcase what we're doing, we're spreading the word um, to everyone in Tampa Bay how great it is. And I I can't just get all of my relationships, we talked about relationships, from the club. I have to go out and see things, meet new people, and that's super important. And I think finding your, your niche is important as well.
0: Wonderful. And there's one other outside organization, Um, you've been honored to be selected as a member of Leadership Tampa Bay this year, which I understand is like a phenomenal honor. It's very limited with the number of people that can go every year. So congratulations on that. Can you you tell us, tell the listeners a little bit more about Leadership Tampa Bay and, and how that is helping you with networking?
1: Absolutely. So Leadership Tampa Bay is a program It has been around for 25 plus years Um, And they actually take the time to allow you to grow and learn more about the community. Um, A big thing for me was I am not from Tampa or Florida. Um, I am I've just been here three years and I don't know much about the government and the social services aspect and. Uh, the ports and everything. So they actually take the time to uh, grow everybody into what it means to be a leader, but also show you um, different areas of Tampa Bay where uh, there's a need, right? How can we help the community? How can we help our government? Um, and, and it's been, it's been starting almost two weeks ago and I've learned and met so many amazing people so far. So that's incredible. Um, yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. So Marley, back
0: to you. You point blank at, the, at the, the top of this conversation says, my business would not be where it was today mm. without networking. Right. Can you tell me some organizations that you've been involved with that have helped you um, get yourself out there to grow your business, to become a successful uh, Am- two times Amazon bestselling <laughs> author? <laughs> Life and business coach and psychologist. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be where I am today without B&I. I joined B&I first in fresh from a foreign country. So that's really the platform of what I do, and I work in the organization as an area director. Okay. And so I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of our membership, uh, 1,500 members wow. um, across Hillsborough and Pinellas County. And so I'm very proud of the structure of BNI and, and how that works for people. But I also do offline stuff. Um, I do the Dunedin Chamber of Commerce. And I'm a, I'm a baby member there. And so I'm still trying to learn how that works, how chambers work versus the high structure of, of BNI. So uh, I also very much believe in community organizations. And so I'm a member of, uh, or a participant, I should say, it's not membership-driven, of Palm Har- Harbor Happenings which started as a Facebook group, over 40,000 people giving each other recommendations and now they meet once a month for a lunch and do very informal networking. I love that as well. And to me, if you don't want any structure in what you do, that's still an amazing way to be networking and asking other community dwellers what they need. And so I don't believe in just one way.
0: So you're, you you brought up a good point and people just see networking as going to a social. But you just mm-hmm. said... Okay, certain organizations are structured yeah. and certain are unstructured, and there's everything in between. Yeah. So, BNI, Business Network International, I'm actually a part of, which is actually how we met. Yes. And not even in the same chapter. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay region is the largest uh, region in the country, I believe, yeah. or at least one of the top producing. Yeah. And uh, there are several tradespeople that have found that successful. Right. Yeah, But structured, so can you tell me about, in that organization, how you've seen some tradespeople be successful growing their network in a structured program versus an unstructured program?
2: Yeah, so I've seen people um, grow their businesses, grow their collaborations together between their businesses. That's the magic for me. When I look at people who have been in uh, BNI or an organization like it for 30-plus years, I ask myself, why 30-plus years? And it's usually because they've gone from – just what can I get or individually transact with? Uh, to how can I collaborate? How can I make uh, my business become a philanthropic thing or a community building thing? And to me, that's that's what I love to see in the growth. So yes, I've seen uh, I've launched a chapter from scratch. That's hard, uh, not for the faint of heart. Uh, but in those situations, everyone in the chapter is new. And so everyone has to come in, not knowing if it's going to be fruitful for them, but giving it that 100% uh, effort and accountability. And I just like the accountability side of that because I'm a coach. I like accountability. (laughs) I like showing up and saying you'll do what you say you want to do or not. Choose not. But uh, either way, I like that side of it. So that's just my personality. I I thrive in structure. Other people don't, and I 100% validate if you don't.
0: So would you say that if somebody is new to networking or yeah. nervous with networking and the unstructured, like like uh, Aaron was talking about, walking up and saying hello to somebody is a yeah. little nerve-wracking, that BNI is the, the opposite of that. This is how you do it. It gives you directions. It coaches you to do it right.
2: It gives you education, but it gives you also permission to be awkward at first okay. and then get over your awkwardness yeah. because everybody in the room is doing it and it's okay. That's- so it's just that extra level of ticket to talk, right?
0: That's great. Yeah.
2: It it. it helps some and others don't need it. So
0: that's awesome. And then so on the other end of that spectrum, you have the free flowing show up as you care to type networking events. It's probably just like, hey, everybody, we're showing up for wine or karaoke. And so that's a whole different level or type of networking. And one's not better than the other, they're just different.
2: It's different. Yeah. You go in with a different mission. I think Aaron would agree. You go in with maybe some different intention. I 100% believe you have to set your intention before you walk in the room. What is it I'm uh, trying to achieve here? Uh, Is it just visibility? Because if that's all you want, that's okay. Is it uh, really making at least one solid connection? Is it maybe having someone I know in the room make that one introduction for me? But set your intention and be really clear. If it's just lunch and just smiles across a room where everybody leaves as strangers, then that's what you're going to get. So you have to really know what you're after.
0: You have to put something into it to get something out.
2: A hundred percent doesn't matter what the structure is. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's awesome. Okay, uh, this little segment we call Stud Finders, and and I'd like for like for both of you to give me a name of a person or a company that you kind of seeing as being top of their game. And, and Aaron, we'll start with you. You have a great connection with the Tampa club, over a thousand plus members. There are some powerhouses up there. Is there somebody that you're allowed to say names and, uh, or do you just want to suck up to your boss maybe? And
1: <laughs> as much as I would love to, I will suck up to my boss. Um, <laughs> Tim Jared, he's our general manager at the club. Fantastic. One thing, one company one person one industry that is really sticking out to me nonprofits okay. they are crushing the game right now okay you i have seen them everywhere they are the ones who are doing the most networking getting the most business cards and that's not just because of you know, me being a part of our philanthropy committee here at the club. That's just me seeing, you know, I go to all of our events at the club, whether that's a young executive luncheon, a breakfast, or even my networking out, and I see nonprofits everywhere. Um, Specifically, uh, I think you know her, Amelia Fox. She is a member of the Tampa Club. She is a leadership Tampa Bay alumni, um, and she is the... um, Chief People Officer, I believe that is her title, for Lutheran Services Florida. Um, And she has done an amazing job. She has been a huge supporter of our upcoming President's Cup Golf Tournament, but also um, helped the Tampa Club with a heart and soul shoe drive uh, that we hosted a couple months ago where we actually collected shoes um, and then donated those to foster kids in need, which I believe Tommy donated quite a few pairs to that heart and soul drive. (laughs) They're they're, they're,
0: (laughs) uh, Through my nonprofit efforts, we were able to identify a distributor that needed to get rid of $30,000 worth of shoes. That's fantastic. And so, you know, we had raised for a couple hundred pairs of shoes and then just by happenstance of networking, just by saying we need this. Somebody says, hey, we have to get these out of our warehouse. We'll write them off. They go to a nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, yes, that that was incredible to be able to just be in the right place. I didn't lift a pair of shoes. I didn't have to touch them. Giving to a nonprofit, a lot of people think, is writing a check. No, sometimes it's just making a connection.
1: Correct. Mm-hmm. And
0: that was such a valued connection, and, and and I value my connection with LSF and Amelia and her staff. Uh, but they go a step further, even me, by just helping because I want to help. I grew up poor. I want to give back. I didn't expect anything. And now I get introductions to people all across the spectrum without even being asked. Because they know that I'm dedicated to their mission of helping individuals in need. And because I align with them ideologically, they're more likely to say, hey, call, call Tommy for this.
1: And that's one thing I challenge a lot of not only my connections, but my friends and family is everybody loses sight of, of the mission here. You know, you're, oh, I work, you know, 60 hours a week. I do all these side projects. Just take the time to even get to know nonprofits um, maybe just take some time to learn about them, whether you're donating or you're volunteering or not, just get to know them a little bit better because they do make a huge impact in our community. Um, We actually had uh, Chris Lidos with Big Brothers, Big Sisters do um, one of our young executive luncheons. He was a speaker. And just hearing the impact that Big Brothers, Big Sisters makes in the community and the need that's there just really impacted me and I think impacted a lot of members of the club. So I just didn't, I know we're, I don't want to get off the side of networking, but I think networking with nonprofits is important just as much as anything or construction. So um, I don't want to lose sight of that.
0: that. That's incredible. So Marlita, what about you? Um, somebody that's kind of uh, top of their game right now?
2: Well, I, I kind of define success as progression toward a worthy goal. So I you know, I look for people who are making goals, setting goals, and then moving toward them. So you're a fine example of that. There are other people who might have, um, you know, business to show, uh, That's specific, you know, I think of Kyle Mishler, of Cam Roofing in BNI. Uh, he's going to be the incoming president, current president of our biggest chapter. He's a giver. And so he's an empathic leader, gives to his own people, gives to the community, gives to his chapter members. He just doesn't ever stop giving. And so I, I see that as success as well, not necessarily your p bottom line. Uh, but yeah, those are examples. You're building community. You're uh, making connections. You're connecting others out of the pure joy of connecting others for no other personal benefit. And I think that, to me, is successful just as much as making a bottom line dollar.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So. Uh, we only have a few more n- uh, minutes left. It's hard to believe we've been talking for, for almost an hour here uh, because I think we could talk for hours on this, I on this we subject. I think you <laughs> need a couch in here next. <laughs> <laughs> I need a couch in
1: here.
0: Erin, <laughs> um, could you give me an example of a Tampa Club members who are in the trades and doing pretty well?
1: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we've seen a big influx in lawyers signing up. Um, now, obviously, that's not something I feel like as long as there's things going on in the world, lawyers are going to get business, right? Um, but again, nonprofits is huge. Um, I'm just severely impressed with the amount of younger folks that are starting their own businesses. Um, there's, there's a huge amount of that. I know um, Jack, one of our members, he has now started his own kind of solar uh, business and seeing that happen has been great. Um, it's just really the entrepreneurship you see at the club. One thing that I love about members, which Tommy, I feel like is a good example of you, is I actually didn't really know like what you did for the first couple of weeks you joined, not in a bad way, but because you network with so many people outside Tomco Solutions and construction, that leads you back to construction. So I feel like you put so much heart and soul on uh, the LGBTQ side, but also on nonprofit side. But I love that you are not losing sight also of construction. So you can do all those things that will still get you business, but you're also branching out into other avenues as well. so um, I think that's super important but I'm just gonna be in the back to the whole honesty thing there's no really um, industry that comes to mind that's thriving. it's just I love seeing all the industries that thrive together. you know you can walk in a networking room at the Tampa Club and you'll have a CEO of a major company you'll have a young person in their 20s just graduated college you'll have a professional athlete, you'll have a dignitary and they're all talking with each other and collaborating and just networking, and, and that's what's the most important, and that's what I love to see.
0: That's incredible. Marlita, can you give me just a real brief example of maybe a, a client in the trade industry uh, that you've had, that you've coached, or, yeah. or if you didn't have a client in the trade industry, what brief advice you would give to somebody in the trade industry about getting into networking?
2: So one of the great things I see about uh, structured networking, helping the trades, is the argument in the trades sometimes is, I'm too busy getting up early to service my trade clients to possibly ever go to a networking meeting, right? So uh, I think structured networking helps them really become the person working on their business, not deeply inside it. So um, I've, I've had some clients who've started out separately, one in a franchise, one working for himself, doing well separately, $5 million businesses, but together they've collaborated and made a joint business uh, making $20 million. Wow. And so to me, it's, it's just upping the scale from wherever you are, whether it's startup or whether it is graduating and, and leaving that structure and, and being in a business that's actually worthy of, of you and your family. You know?
0: So in that so, instance, networking wasn't getting sales. Networking was networking with somebody else that did what they did. It's the collaboration. And making collaboration happen, yeah. Yeah. which quadrupled what they were doing.
2: Yeah, which starts from relationship And then blossoms from there.
0: That's awesome. So this little segment we call Ratchet It Up, we like to make this a little funny. I mean, not that we've been serious the entire time or anything. I feel seen. So So real briefly, we're going to ask, and Erin, I'm going to start with you. What's one of the craziest stories you've ever heard about networking or craziest happenstance that's happening?
1: So I thought about this question for a little bit, and its I don't know if it's ratchet, but it's funny and it's meaningful. So we had a networking event the other day, and I like to go around the room and you say a fun fact. Um, And one of the – he wasn't a member yet, um, but he said that he has a single on Spotify. He's a musician, and he sings um you know and we we thought that was funny and and a joke but he he was really excited So the night went on, and things got a little... I could see people lulling, you know, in a networking event when you're getting into, like, that hour and a half, two-hour, and no one's really doing anything. So I didn't even do this. It was one of our banquet servers. They put his single on the speaker and played it out loud for (laughs) everyone to hear. And the look on his face when he heard his song just blasting in the room was not only funny but hilarious. Um, I don't know the quality of the music. The, luckily, there's no curse <laughs> words. But, you know, and now that had such a lasting meaning on him that he really, he tells that story all the time. But I, the look on his face just was priceless. That's
0: great. <laughs> Marlita, I see your brain churning over there. You've got some funny yeah, stories Mine's a
2: sh- mine's a shorter story. It's it, The example is to show you why I don't remember this person's name and why I probably won't try to seek this person out. But it's where, you know, you're in an unstructured environment, and uh, someone comes up to you and just says, hug me, you know, oh. or and then they don't let go. <laughs> and, then, and so you're like, not okay.
1: Uh-huh.
2: Not okay for introverts. Not okay for most people. Uh-huh. Uh, and so the lesson there is that's not how you make a relationship and a connection. You know, you've got to really know the room, and you've got to also – be aware of people's perception of harassment. And so, a, perception so a of energy random accosting
0: of people is not a good way to network. No. Okay, you heard that here first. Yeah, Tommy, you gotta take notes. Stop hugging people. Uh, uh, it wasn't was It wasn't me. It wasn't me. So, well, I want to thank you both for a job very well done on the construction site here today. Uh, as Aaron mentioned, uh, being with the Tampa Club, if you want information about networking and the Tampa Club itself, we're going to drop Aaron's contact information. Uh, it's a fantastic club to take a tour of. Always happy to help with that. Aaron is, a, is an excellent facilitator of networking up there, and, and like she said, it's much more affordable than you think it might be. Uh, Marlita is an award-winning author and business coach and personal life coach. She's dealt with multiple different industries. Mm-hmm. She is a veteran networking expert uh, in charge of one of the largest in the country right here in the Tampa Bay region. Uh, and you uh, real quick uh, Marlita, you just had a new book launch as well too. So I'll give you like 20 seconds tell us about yeah, that. yeah
2: it's it's a fiction genre based in reality. so, It's a a hero's journey. Quinn's Light is what it's called. And it's for people who don't want to read self-help, but they may get self-help by reading Quinn's Light. (laughs) So it's about finding your purpose and your individual light, your sparkle, your your own connection ability with the community that you should be a part of, whatever that is.
0: Thank you so much for joining us for Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. If you have any questions about my company, Tomco Solutions, the construction industry, or real estate investing, please be in touch or visit TomcoSolutions.com. My contact information is in the episode description below. And like I mentioned before, I'll put Aaron and Marlita's information there. We'd all love to hear from you. Till next time, thank you again. I look forward to seeing you at the construction site for the next episode of Tommy's Toolbox, the podcast. Have a great day, everyone.